is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. Today's podcast is featuring two new Spanish teachers to CBA as we continue um, interviewing some of our new staff that work with our kids. These Spanish teachers are 6th through 12th grade Spanish. And both of them come to us with different backgrounds, different cultures, and how they came to their Spanish teaching at CBA. So at this point, we'd like to welcome the two Spanish teachers of CBA, Kat and Jaume. We'd like to welcome to the podcast today, Jaume, and I'm not going to get your last name right. <laughs> Antuñano. Okay, I'm not even going to try to say that. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Kat Cyril. And so both of you were hired in as our uh, Spanish kind of department for the upper school. So you guys take care of Spanish from sixth grade through 12th grade. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's been a program that as the school has grown, we've you know tried to grow it uh, as well. So we have a lower school counterpart um, that you guys also work with some, Miranda. Mm-hmm. And you're, you've been kind of tasked with this idea of really growing this Spanish program for our middle school and high school uh, in a new way. Because up until now, we've kind of had one person in that role, we've, we've been sharing, even Miranda has come up to help teach some upper school Spanish classes. And so uh, we made a transition this year to um, hire two people to really manage all of those classes. And so we offer Spanish for sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. And then at the high school level, we have Spanish one, Spanish two. And three. And three. And so uh, knowing that we'd like to have uh, Spanish four as well, because we know that, that some students like those four years. And so we're excited to see how this uh grows and continues to to be fun for our students and you guys kind of mix that up like one of you don't only teach middle school and one of you only teach mm-hmm. high school correct correct they come to sixth and seventh to me and then i do eighth and then back to ninth with me yep and then um tenth so 10th grade and 11th grade which is spanish two with me and then i have two seniors in spanish three Awesome. And so uh, let's just start by introducing uh, who you are to the, the audience. So, uh, Jaume, we'll, talk, we'll start with you. So um, how did you get to CBA? Yeah. Um, well, I was living in New York City the last five years. Um, my wife and I had a baby, and she is from Knoxville, so she wanted to be near family. Um, so when he was born, we decided it was time to leave Manhattan and the crazy expensive rent and (laughs) really small apartments (laughs) and to uh, come to Tennessee to be near family for the most part yeah so um back in February or March I was looking for jobs in the in the area and I saw the posting um came down did the interview and the demo and here I am that's awesome and Kat what about you I am from Colorado, and we came to Tennessee just for a change in life and uh, just an adventure. Um, And then to CBA, I was a stay-at-home mom, and my husband had connected with a parent um, of a student here through business, and they had mentioned that they were looking for a Spanish teacher. And my husband was like, well, my wife is a Spanish teacher or was a Spanish teacher. And so then we were like, well, let's just check it out. So I start looking at the position and it's upper school, which all of my experience has been in elementary school. So I was like, I don't know. But also thinking about coming back to teaching, I wanted to, if I was going to when my kids started school, I was thinking about going back to get my master's to do high school. 
So I was like, well, I'll just, and then we started researching the school and the life skills and lifelong guidelines is like how I mother my children and like things that we do at home. So I felt like it was a perfect fit. So we just pursued it and here I am. <laughs> That's awesome. And so I, I've got to ask a question because I know just from personal uh, conversation, you grew up in Chile, right? Mm -hmm. And so you've got the, the mountains in Chile compared yes. to, which I, I probably, I say Chile, but that's probably not the correct. Chile. 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 Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Sorry. I don't have any. You can say it either you know, way. <laughs> grew up in Southern West Virginia. All right. So you've got the mountains that you grew up with compared to Colorado, compared to the Smoky Mountains. What's that comparison like? Well, I was very young leaving Chile and now going back, when I go back every year, um, mainly it's in the city or to the beach. I love okay. the beach. So I haven't explored much of the Andes as an adult. I would like to go back and do that, but um, they are quite massive. And then the Rocky Mountains are also very big. Yeah. Um, so I like the hills here. No, I'm just joking. Which is <laughs> <laughs> funny because depending on who you talk to, you know, I mean, this area is considered the mountains. Yes. Unless you talk to somebody from the Rockies. Right. And then they're like, no, those are hills, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> no, funny. they're very different. It's very green here. There's a lot more different trees um so it's just a totally different mountain scene yeah. yes i experienced some of that uh i've been in a lot of different latin america and south american countries and and so i uh, spent some time in ecuador uh, mm. around quito and outside of quito and it was like you know the elevation change was just that was a whole new experience for me and and i mean within you know a couple minutes we were changing thousand feet in elevation yeah. which your body sometimes doesn't respond to right. uh, well. And there was a couple of days that it was like, okay, I, I've got to get back down to an elevation that my body is used to. But um, I remember the, you know, kind of the first time seeing like the snow-capped mountains as opposed to just what I've always grew up with calling mountains. And it was like, man, and they're so different. Yes. Um, and so it's exciting to, to be in that environment. Um, so as you guys are coming from different backgrounds and different experiences and and Jamie, I know you're 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 you said you were from Manhattan. Well, I was living in Manhattan, but I'm from Spain. Your accent would yes. say that you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> I'm not American. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so what part of Spain did you grow up in? I'm from Valencia, which which couldn't be any flatter. There's no mountains at all. <laughs> Zero mountains. Um, and you know, my, my mom just lives five minutes, 10 minutes away from the beach, walking oh, wow. down the street. So very, very different. Oh man. So two beach bums, uh, that, that are <laughs> I here. try to be. <laughs> That's awesome. And we're excited to have both of you and, and your backgrounds and what you bring into the classroom, not just Spanish wise, but also culture wise for our kids in learning that because a big part of learning foreign language is learning culture, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of your standards actually reflect not just this, the language that you're speaking, mm -hmm. but understanding the culture because that's understanding the actual people that live there and not just a language that, that individuals speak around the world. And I know that you guys bring a lot of that into the classroom. So um, Kat, we're gonna bounce back to you on, when you look at this first nine weeks, so one nine weeks in teaching something that you've never taught before yes. at the level, well, at the level that at you're teaching level, it. Yes. Um, what's that been like? It was intimidating at first, but Working with Jaume has been great because he does have a lot of experience teaching upper school and even college level. And so I've leaned on him a lot um, for like the sequencing of grammar and um, we've worked together well to figure out to that. So at first I was intimidated, but after we started working together, it's been really great. 
and the kids are wonderful. Um, and then the culture side is like my favorite part of teaching Spanish. So I've been really getting into the model of the school and doing lots of um, hands-on projects and fun ways to incorporate culture. So yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Well, I will say this as a family, um, I have a student in your one in your class. I have a student in your class yep, as well. You do. Um, so he has really brought home the he he's really brought home and reflected and shared with with extended family the food uh, <laughs> that you guys have have experienced. So there's one particular one with tortillas and sugar and it's great. Yes, the Mexican buñuelos. And we've enjoyed it more than once. <laughs> well, we're working together this week to do um, 10th and 9th grade together making empanadas. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of uh, a simplified version. Um, we'll learn about the different ways um, in all the different countries they have their own style. but. We're going to teach them the most basic one, so hopefully they'll bring that home and start. Yeah, maybe Absolutely. make that. For and any time <laughs> you guys want to invite me to the class to taste <laughs> test, I'm always willing to taste test. I don't know. I should have gotten an invitation. Yes, I feel I'm like. sorry. Uh, no. <laughs> That's awesome. And Jamie, what what's the first quarter been like for you? Yeah, it's been great so far. Um, like she said, I did already upper school classes before. Even though I did mostly college classes for 10 years, I switched to high school two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I can use a lot of the things that I've been implementing this past two years. And I really like our focus on culture, like we were talking about. That's our year-long theme. Um, actually, it's cultures, plural, because there's more than one right. culture to speak Spanish. Um, so, so far, one of my favorite things that we've done is talk about a festival that just happened last week. It's called La Tomatina. It happens a few miles away from my hometown, from my city. Uh, it's really simple. You go there and yes, you know, people just throw tomatoes at each other for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and there are thousands and thousands of people that oh travel from all over the world to this tiny little town where there's absolutely nothing. Just the, just the bottle of the tomatoes okay and, yeah and i show a video we talk about it um they did a project later where they had to create their own unique festival um taking a look at the poster of this year's tomatina and and they did a lot of fun things and a lot of fun presentation with us so when when students have fun with something like that you know mm -hmm. that's really rewarding yes that that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. I did you go outside and experience? They asked for it, but you know, <laughs> I just I just said just let's just talk to Mr. R first and <laughs> get approval. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not responsible for what can happen, so yeah. maybe next year we'll see. But yeah. well, it 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 would be bringing like Granger County to the, <laughs> yes. the festival, you know, with the local tomatoes here, you know, the good ones come from Granger County, right? Right. So, well, you, you can only um, use the ones that you cannot eat anymore. So uh, you don't okay. waste. You're not, you're not throwing good yeah, ones. Exactly. So no, you're no, no, no. literally throwing rotten tomatoes at each other. <laughs> and you really have to squish them first so you don't, they, they don't hurt. Wow. Um, <laughs> There's a few rules, yeah. I love that. And uh, that one you don't have to invite me to. Okay. Um, or, uh, or just invite me as a spectator because uh, that would also be fun to, to see. That's exciting. When you're thinking about classes, uh, and either one of you can, can go with this, but when you're thinking about your classes and thinking about how to incorporate the culture component as well as helping students understand the language component, what really excites you about teaching um, Spanish? I love seeing them get into, once 
I feel like now that we're done with quarter one, and they a lot of them have been taking Spanish um, if they've been at the school too, um, they're really being able to say more and use it more than just like, this is the word for this, this is the word for that. Um, just being able to have more of a conversation. So it's going to be exciting to see where they go in the next couple years to hopefully being able to really use the language and maybe even travel or study abroad in college um, to a Spanish-speaking country. It's cool to see the students that really take ownership in learning it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. When you can see um, that they retain something because they found something so interesting that they can still apply it and talk about it later to their friends and things like that that's that's really cool to see mm -hmm. and then uh when you've seen the grammar and the vocab for a while and then they just use it naturally yeah. that's the goal yeah. uh so uh that i think that's what we like to see as teachers not that they really did well on a test that shows that they studied does it show that they really know the language mm. no, not really unless they can prove later that they can use that in a conversation or talking about the culture talking about a video that we're watching and applying it in class um that's that's our goal and that's what we're working for you mm -hmm. know to see if they can really master it in the way that they are going to be remembering and using it in, in a spontaneous conversation yeah well i know that as a a parent as well it's it's really cool to see the things that come from the classroom home mm. um, where they start to like play around with what they're trying to learn or they're bringing some activity that they've done in classroom home and they're talking about it you know we're sitting around the dinner table um, hearing those conversations excites me as a parent to say hey this is not just them going to a class where they're trying to memorize verb tense and and conjugate and that sort of thing but they're actually enjoying it enough to where they're being uh, risky to try the yes. word mm -hmm. you know uh, we had a big conversation at the table the other day and I actually learned the answer in Miranda's uh, Spanish class I just <laughs> happened to pop in there and they were doing colors but we had this conversation of the word brown mm -hmm. I think it was brown because most of my traveling in a Spanish-speaking country has been Latin America and so it's always been cafe, cafe mm -hmm. yeah. okay but there was something that was said and with the the word marron was marron, yeah and so it was like wait a second what um what's going on here and so <laughs> uh, because it was like well why you know what's the difference here and we just had you know kind of a casual conversation around the table well uh, and the kids were you know involved in what they have seen in class and that sort of mm -hmm. thing and then I was, I, like I said, I walked into uh, Miranda's room uh, in elementary Spanish the other day, and, and she happened to have colors on the board, and she had both of these words yeah. and was mm. explaining the differences to the word. And I was like, I've, I've got my answer. Yeah. Uh, so it was great. But having, having kids that are willing to have that conversation at the dinner table, and it wasn't something that as a parent I was going, well, what did you learn in Spanish today? Mm -hmm. But they were just bringing different things that, that had been talked about in Spanish uh, to the table, and right. that was exciting because, like you were saying, it, it's that they're 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 using it, they're they're taking that risk, and it's not just the what I had in, in a foreign language class in high school, which was a lot of just memorization and mm -hmm. then take a test. And because of that, I look back, I I chose for some reason I don't know why I had the option of either Spanish or French and for some reason I, to I chose French which has not been a language that would have made sense for me to take knowing what I know now about you know places I've been to Spanish would have been a whole lot uh, <laughs> better option um, but 
the the class was a lot of just I mean it was just memorization you know and it was saying the word that I needed to say in the moment and then a lot of that is gone you know very little of that is is there for memory and so seeing what you guys do in your classes I think is exciting because you don't see just that kind of monotonous uh, yeah. what a lot of people think of when it's like go take a foreign language class is yeah. memorize and repeat and then toss it out I think what I'm trying to do the most is teach Spanish the way that I would have liked learning English yeah because for me same thing is was just memorize this table memorize this conjugation memorize this endings uh memorize these words mm. and repeat 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 after mm -hmm. the teacher it's kind of boring um so i think what i'm trying to do is incorporate not only culture but a lot of creative activities like create a poster about the festival for example uh work with somebody and, and think about ways where you can apply it but in a way that involves maybe using Canva to design something mm. or drawing something and have the class try to figure out what it is um, using the vocab. So um, using, using a lot of short films as well. Yeah. Um, I did media studies at, at school. I did a lot of film. So I incorporate a lot of film um, stuff into the class as well. Um, and having them, you know, use authentic materials as much as possible yeah not only songs songs are helpful but songs all the time in the end it's not very productive so songs sometimes but also uh, maybe a, a short story uh, maybe a comic strip something that that is authentic that people in spain will read or in latin america people will read that yeah. and bring it into the classroom i think that's what really shows them this is not just for a test this is how people speak people, yeah. how people write and how people use these words in a natural context that's awesome um so I, I don't think that i've ever had this conversation with you did you grow up speaking were you grow did you grow up bilingual yeah well spanish and catalan okay yeah i speak with my dad in spanish and with my brother also in spanish and i speak with my mom in catalan which is uh, another language that also comes from Latin, so some things are very similar, but overall is a, is a completely different language yeah. um, that is spoken in my region. And then I started learning, everybody in Spain learns, or starts learning English as a kid in, in lower school, but mm, I guess it's not, <laughs> people are, in Spain are not very good at languages, really, <laughs> so English is, all, is always the one that people struggle with okay. I liked it I, I always you know I was not very good at sciences I was good at languages so I did French as well and I did English and at one point I took Greek and Latin in high school too so oh, wow. those were my A's yeah <laughs> um, math and chemistry and all that not, I didn't do so well <laughs> <laughs> so um, so yeah those are my two main languages and I started English as a kid but then what really helped me the most was going to um, study for a year abroad mm. um, in college I went to Sweden for one year um, I was gonna go for one semester and I met a lot of people from the U.S. and Australia and England and from all over Europe, basically. Yeah. Uh, so common language was English. And that really helped me develop my, my skills there. Um, and I loved it so much that I stayed for the second semester as well. Um, and then, well, 
like I said earlier, my wife is from Knoxville and she doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> so if I wanted to communicate with her, I had to speak <laughs> English. <laughs> That's some good motivation. It's good motivation. <laughs> That's actually the, the best motivation. <laughs> so yeah, that's why um, now I really don't have to think when I'm speaking English. But it obviously is, it is a it is a process. Yeah. yeah. But living in the country for that's twelve years now. That's that's what did it for me. That's awesome. This has been the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. This was a part one of a two-part series featuring the two new Spanish teachers to our upper school campus, Jaume and Kat. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast and that you join us next week for part two. If you'd like to find out more about the school, you can visit us on our webpage, www.claytonbradleyacademy.org, or you can find us on social media sites at CBA STEM or at Clayton Bradley Academy. We hope you have a wonderful day.